This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites, this is Amy J, and with me, as always... This is Amy S., the other Amy. Hey, guys. So we are talking about uh, Speak No Evil, the second episode of Season 5 today. But before we get there, uh, some news and information... Yeah, we don't have a heck of a lot, just we know that uh, Lucas Bryant will be directing episode 517, which uh, they should be shooting in the next few weeks. Um, and the uh, studio is moving from Chester, Lunenburg, Chester slash Lunenburg, to Halifax. Uh, sometime in September should be moved to Halifax by October, because they have to give uh, their skating rink and their curling rink back to the community. And um, not a heck of a lot of other stuff, just reminding everybody to be sure to go to sci-fi.com slash haven on uh, Thursday after the uh, episode airs or on Friday to check the cast talks after each episode and to look at the fun facts and to look at the inside haven. Those are both photo features and to get the haven origins. Uh, You can also check facebook.com slash haven or haven herald on Tumblr. But just remember there's lots of good stuff out there after the episodes air. Yeah, definitely check that out because before it used to be last season and the season before there was sci-fi sync. Mm -hmm. You could watch these things as it was airing. Uh, it looks like Sci-Fi is not doing that this season, but using fun facts on yeah. the site. So definitely check it out. There's some great tidbits on there. Things like how Nathan uh, Lucas Bryant was on the beach ground for like 45 minutes as they're trying freezing, to yeah in the freezing, in the freezing cold weather. yeah trying to trying to film that scene. So you know fun facts like that. So definitely yeah. check it out. Yeah, lots of good stuff on sci-fi.com slash haven. And, of course, we know um, there's tons of talented havenites. So, you know, enjoy the fan art on Tumblr. There's so much fun stuff on Tumblr and the haven tag. And, you know, also enjoying the fan interaction on Twitter. There's lots to keep us going uh, between episodes during the week. And definitely uh, bring friends in between. Yeah, it's our show. Would you keep on watching it and supporting it and loving it and enjoying it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and the ratings, the ratings came out today and the ratings went up a bit for Haven, uh, episode 502 versus 501. So that's wonderful. A little more people are probably aware that it's on now and are tuning in and enjoying it. So we're going to keep in that positive vein and get those ratings up a little bit more if we can. So one one little thing I just do want to say on, on ratings before anybody gets worried or panicky, especially next week, when most of the shows come back, like Grey's Anatomy and stuff. One, don't panic. I mean... We understand, sci-fi understands, the show understands. We are up against NFL. We're up against Grey's Anatomy. You know, these shows are are big and popular and on broadcast networks. Yes. Everybody takes that into account. Sci-fi does as well. They know they're up against some Goliath kind of people. But, as I've always said, this is the little show that could. And the fact that, you know, they keep this in perspective. Right. And it's all relative, you know, to what else is on in Sci-Fi Channel versus these big broadcast networks. It's not apples to apples. Um, And we know, I think we talked in a previous podcast, DVR viewing and on-demand viewing and Hulu viewing and things like that is coming more and more into play and does factor into viewership more than it used to. So it all helps. Definitely. And the other thing to keep in mind is Sci-Fi isn't going to put a weak show up against all these other things. They need ads and, and, you know, advertisements being shown during the previews as well so they had to put their best fighter forward and that's haven at this moment and i think that's a great sign and haven is holding up well against this so just get your friends to watch you guys watch relax and enjoy the show enjoy it that's what it's all about having fun with it 
Absolutely. And that's, you know, the best part after if you live tweet or if you follow the tweets afterwards on the Haven tag, the best thing afterwards is so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And I was actually able to live tweet 502 last night. And I cannot keep up. It's so hard for me to tweet and watch the show. I'm not very good at it, I admit. And it's so hard to keep up with my timeline. There are so many good tweets coming in from everybody else who's watching the show. I mean, it's a great, great fun. It adds to the excitement knowing the show's on and you're watching it and you're interacting with all these people. For me, I really enjoy it. It's you know, awesome. it, it, it is very difficult to live tweet. I try to tweet quotes it's and stuff. It's so hard. I know not everyone gets it live, so some people actually just follow the Twitter feed. I try to post uh, quotes and things uh-huh. that... But, you know, there are moments like in Speak No Evil, like that had me gasp worthy, jaw dropping, that just suck me into the show that I forget all about the fact that I'm tweeting. Yeah, I think was it Mags who might have tweeted that, too, that you get too into the show and you forget to tweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so but, you know, have fun with it. There's no set rules on tweeting, uh, except don't be obnoxious. But, you know, have fun otherwise. Yeah, and you can tweet after the show's aired if you want to watch it all and then tweet your thoughts. Do whatever whatever works for you. Yeah, and some fans are uh, doing rewatches. I know Haven UK Fan Club are, is watching uh, over the weekend. I think a group of fans on Twitter are rewatching the episode today and tweeting. Yes. So, you know, do whatever you, f- you want. Yeah, absolutely. There are no set rules. It's whatever uh, floats your boat. Exactly. <laughs> so, speaking of rewatches and stuff, Amy and I, of uh, course, rewatched the episode today. Yep. And man, I got to tell you, this, I'm going to say this up front. I think this is one of the strongest seasons and we're only two episodes in. Yes. We've changed formats. Mm-hmm. We're double episodes. We're on film. Uh, things, the pace is different. You know, there's so many changes going on, but I think they've all been for the better. Yeah, and we know um, our cast had said in some interviews that the episodes are not so much, at least what they've shot so far, not so much about the trouble, but, you know, what's going on with the characters and the mythology and developing the overall story arc and the trouble's still there, but it's not such a focus on the trouble. Mm -hmm. And I really found that in last night's episode. And I I agree. I think that's what's happening. And uh, I was telling Amy offline, my perception, I'm going to claim this, if you had to describe this season's Haven in one sentence, my thing would be that it is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, that's that's the cliche most of us had heard, but it does seem to apply so far, yeah? I, yeah, I think this episode really showed that. I mean, uh, Nathan, best of intentions. Dwight, mm-hmm. best of intentions. Vince, best of intentions. Duke, when he went and got troubled to try and save the baby and yes. all those things happened, best of intentions. Okay, But, the, yeah, you can't always foresee the consequences of your actions all the time. And I think, hey, you know, in this town, the road to hell is paid with best of intentions. <laughs> so that's just me. That's just me. If you have a one-sentence theme, feel free to share it with me. Let me know. T- tweet me, AnnieJ21, and let me know if, it, if you agree or if you have a better one or right. a different let's, one. Yeah, let's get everybody's feedback on that. That'd be interesting. Um, but, yeah, so... We were talking about offline, and then we were like, you know what? We just need to get online and, and talk about this. Let's just start in and start talking about this. Let's just record. <laughs> so the biggest thing for me, let's talk about Vince, Dave, Dwight, the guard. Oh, my goodness. Where to start? Let's start with um, Dave. Let's start with Dave. Okay. Poor Dave. We're Man. finding out more about him. We know he's one of the guys or one of the people who's been to the other side. 
And seems like he's lived quite a tortured existence, and he's having all these kind of memory uh, recalls or nightmares. Amnesia um, also at the same time. Yes. But it, 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 amongst all that, he just wanted to tab soda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have to admit, during um, season four finale, I was like, man, Dave is hiding something. He's just being a wuss and needs to step up and help the town and stand on that thing. But the more we're learning, you see those injuries? Yeah. Oh, remember when even um, when uh, Audrey was going to come out of the barn, Lexi slash our Audrey was going to come out of the barn and, and Dave was like, Jennifer, don't open that door. And yeah, we never should have opened that door. He was traumatized. He was traumatized. Right. And we're seeing we're seeing that now. Yeah. yeah, it's really coming out. And I'm really sympathetic to the man right now. Yeah, and like he was saying, he was on the beach in 1983, which was would have been Lucy's time in Haven. Yeah. Um, you know, and he went back into the cave or to the other side, and then he just remembered waking up again on the beach. I mean, and those bruises on his body. He's been through a lot. And he's scared, and I and I can see that now, and um, kudos to the writers for be showing him mm-hmm. this way. Um, and then we learned that there's a time difference. Yeah. That, that doesn't that... Time- yeah, the time travel or how the passage of time is different in the barn. It was different with that whole thing in the cave, in the lighthouse. That's a, Something's going on there. Well, it also shows that Dave's not the only one with a, with some amnesia going on. Mm-hmm. Everyone just kind of forgot what happened. Dave forgot but, what happened when he was in the mist. Now everyone seems to forget what happened in the cave. And uh, it, it's like the day the Colorado kid died. Nobody remembers. We know the ooh, barn good will one. erase your memory. Good one. Um, yeah, the barn erased the memory of Audrey, too. Um, so, so, I'm, yeah, so there's something going on. Looking forward to seeing what that means and, and how that comes. And so, um, you know, it's interesting. I will say this. I adore the relationship between the Teague brothers. Oh, I love Vince. is so concerned about Dave. It's very t- <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful and you know no matter how many times when we've said it before they shoot at each other they squabble they are there for each other yes. adopted brother real brother it doesn't matter they were brothers exactly and i love that i love how that's portrayed john dunsworth uh amazing job um richard donut who thank plays you Vince. yes amazing job and together I, I really love it and uh one of the great partnerships of the show absolutely now, it's, it, it, because of that, it doesn't surprise me that Vince is distracted. Yeah, Vince is concerned about Dave. He's worried about his brother. At the same time, he's, actually, you know, he's worried about his health, his mental health, his physical health. He's also trying to dig deeper into the mystery and figure out what's going on. And Vince kind of comes to the conclusion that it's all linked, Dave, and the troubles, and the cave, right? Yeah, and, and this also brings out Dwight, who, Adam Copeland, let me say this up front, we're talking about Dwight, Adam Copeland. Kudos, sir. You have done an amazing job. Amazing is a common word I'm using today. You did a fantastic out there job of showing uh, your growth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I wrote that on the site and I just want to say it again. Your evolution uh-huh. as Dwight has been first top rate. Yeah, and, and I like how um, Dwight has always kind of calm and in control he never really gets um he doesn't raise his voice too much he just kind of has a certain demeanor of you know i'm in charge and this is how it's going to be yeah yeah and you see um and i was telling amy this i really feel that i really i really feel strongly 
that the moment things changed for Dwight is when he discovered by Duke that Vince and Nathan had lied to him and never told him that Mara started the troubles. Right. Now, I, yeah. Go ahead. I think Nathan, I think it's been ev- it's evident Nathan and Vince are kind of protecting Audrey and even Duke to some extent. And, you know, Vince's unrequited love for Sarah, whatever happened then was coming through as well. But yeah, Dwight was not happy that he's the chief and he's in charge and he needs to protect the town and they aren't giving him this vital information. Mm-hmm. I think I think he is upset and I think you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> you can't. And I and that's kind of what led to the theme or the title of the post. Um Dwight committed mutiny. Uh, you yeah. cannot convince me that all those people in that room was necessary. Yeah, he kind of gathered his troops around him, right? Yeah. He did, and it essentially was mutiny. Now, before I jump ahead to that, you know, every scene with Dwight and and Vince was mm, it was kind of uncomfortable in the sense that you're you were kind of watching a, a parent's fight almost. Uh huh. You could kind feel of the feel, tension. You could the feel tension. the tension. You could feel the the uh, hostility a little bit. Yeah. And I love that Vince thought uh, thinks of Dwight as his son. Yeah, that was interesting. That was very beautiful, right? Touching. Touching, and then you you go from the hospital room to the police station, which, ooh, that was awkward. Mm -hmm. That was awkward, you know? Uh, My office, and then that whole thing, and and Dwight blowing up at him. Yeah, well, Vince, you know, Vince messed up big time. He did. Yeah. He did, and he was apologetic, and he had said, you know, I was focused on Dave, or you could just be saying that. Really? Okay. I, I, I thought that was a little, that was a little unnecessary and false at the same mean, time. Okay. Well, you weren't buying that. That was the reason he messed up and didn't protect the, the well, Barrow person. I think he did get distracted. What I don't buy is Dwight not believing it. Like, okay. I think Dwight is just so upset he doesn't trust Vince anymore in what he's saying. Right, and as we, and we know Nathan and Duke were kind of a little off on doing their different things this episode, and Dwight was the one who was in charge and trying to hold it all together, so he was really feeling the burden. Um, and he didn't even have Vince, the leader of the guard, on his side. You could possibly say it that way because Vince was not upholding his duties in Dwight's eyes. Right, and I think that's what it was. And I think, you know, ever since he learned that Mara was the cause of the troubles, here Mara is, he had Mara in his sights, you know, the, this is what the writers were saying. There's a priority difference, a priority shift. Right. Dwight, his only focus, and the troubles. They've been here too long. Vince, he also is like, hey, yeah, I get Mara, but she was Audrey. And Dwight called them on it. And it was like, uh, you, Nathan, even Duke. Yeah, he said that. You're letting your affection for Audrey hurt everyone else in this town. Yeah. We shouldn't protect her. We should hunt her down, tie her up, and yeah. make her undo everything she's done. Right, right, right. And that was a very uh, important scene, I think. Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, Dwight's taking charge now. He's the leader of the guard. Um, it's like you said, how much his character has evolved, because we know Dwight was a little anti-guard there because he blamed his daughter's death on them, but that was two or three seasons ago and his character has evolved and his relationship with Vince and the guard has kind of developed through the seasons. Um, I mean, it's changed so much that he, now he's the leader of the guard. I mean, how much 
more evolution could we see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's that that was one of the fractures we see in there, the relationship between Vince and Dwight, between father and son, uh, if you will, or what have you. And then we get to the end, where the mutiny, if you will, happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of poignant how Dwight uh, Vince is like, I was born with this. Yeah. And Dwight countered with, yeah, well, I chose it. Yeah, yeah, it was my choice. Right, yeah. that's very powerful. Because mm-hmm. he sure enough didn't get a small tattoo. No, he got that whole thing on his back. Right, <laughs> so he, he chose. <laughs> he chose to put that big old symbol on his back. That's how much he believed in it, I guess, at the time. Yeah, that was his loyalty towards the guard, yeah. Yeah, and the guard is meant to help the troubled, and so... You know. I've always appreciated, like, Nathan's sense of duty to the town and to solving the troubles mm-hmm. and to taking care of everybody. And um, Dwight seems to have uh, quite that sense of duty as well. Of course, he is the chief, and you would expect the same from your chief of yeah. police. But um, I like his sense of duty, yeah. I think he has that. And, you know, it, it kind of hurt to hear that, well, so, you know, they were so... Str- Nathan and everyone seemed to be trying to hide... Audrey's involvement with everything, right? The death of right. the the guy and then the death of the oh, the pencil thing, you know. <laughs> but now hey, the guard. Mara needed a new outfit. <laughs> but now the guard knows that Mara started the troubles. Right. And the guard knows that Mara is Audrey. Right? They're going to be after her for, well, well but Nathan so, was... We, I'm kind of, we're jumping around here, but Nathan was going to deliver Mara to Dwight and Dwight said, you know, that's going to involve the guard. And Nathan said, yes. Well, what I'm saying is though, this is very, this is going to be very difficult to contain. But the reason I mentioned it now was, um, I think that was the thing that, that divided everyone between Vince and the guard and Dwight, the betrayal of trust, Mm -hmm. uh, the fissure that could not be overcome. Right. You know? And how Dwight just kind of, or Vince was like, okay. And then he went to Dave. And did you see Dave held his hand? I was like, hmm, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. So now Vince can focus on Dave's health and solving the the mystery of what's going on with Dave and his connection to everything. Yeah, because I do not believe for one second Vince is going to not... And he's going to stay out of anything. You know what I mean? Of course not. No, no. He's going to be meddling in everything and involved in everything. Right. Despite Dwight's warning or threat, if you will, um, to stay out of his way. Yeah. Vince is going to be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So should we move on? Who do we say next? Uh, uh, Nathan and Duke. Yes. Oh my God. The nuke in this episode and the, the, the emotion and um, the sincerity. Nathan's concerned for Duke and, uh, Duke's concerned for Nathan and um, the evolution of the bromance or relationship between these two. The bromance, the frenemies, whatever you want to Whatever you want to say. Yeah. I Nathan think Duke, yeah. the high point was here uh-huh. in this episode. Yeah. Right. You know, Dwight was, I'm always going to mix these people up. Duke, <laughs> Duke was there when Nathan buried her, his father. Yes. Nathan is there when Duke essentially is burying the love of his life. Jennifer, yes. Yeah. And, and I think they, I yeah, love the he, parallel. Right. That's, ooh, I like that too, yeah. And Nathan wants to be the one to tell Duke, you know, Nathan and Dwight have that conversation. Nathan's, I've known him since we were kids. Let mm-hmm. me do this. Even though, you know, Nathan knew it would put himself in peril and he might get all sewn, sewn up, sewn shut. 
Um, of course, Dwight was willing to take that risk as well, but Nathan knew he would—he was the right one who should who should talk to Duke. And as you said, Amy, before we started recording, uh, you know, Nathan could kind of counsel Duke through it, and uh, and he did. And I think that that's important also in the fact that Nathan has always been Nathan and Audrey have been haven savers in the sense that they've helped the troubled get control. Right. Of it. And we've talked about it before that Dwight, the only time we've seen it is in the comic. And I'm not knocking that. Maybe he does have and maybe he is able to do it. But I think the knack and the talent and the know-how is with Nathan and Audrey. And I think he did it not just to save the town, Mm -hmm. but also to help Duke. Because not only did he have to acknowledge it, but he didn't want to feel responsible necessarily for all the people he was sewing up and killing. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, this was interesting because we've never seen one of our main three, Audrey, Nathan or Duke, be troubled like this where they were hurting other, hurting other people unknowingly with their trouble. Yeah. You know, it was so interesting. Duke was kind of like, you know, all these trouble you've seen through all these episodes. It was very interesting. It was, uh, you know, he was already struggling with trying to find Jennifer and then to put this on top of it. You know, yeah. he he was trying to stay in that happy place. Yeah, and you can't blame him. He tried. No, he nobody tried. Nobody wants to hear that they've lost a loved one. You know, nobody wants to go through that. So you, you can't blame Duke. No, and I don't think anybody can or will. Um, exactly. Because he was going through a lot. Now the question remains, okay, so it's it's twice, right? You, in the beginning, we, we're talking about the last scene with Duke and Nathan, how beautiful that was. But let's also talk about the beginning when Duke told Nathan, hey, can't you answer your phone? Yeah, and Nathan's like, um, hello, dude, I was just shot, come on. No, Duke was oblivious to it, right? Right, well, Nathan never said anything yeah, I know. in I his think, defense. Well, Nathan was, he'd just been shot, and I think physically he was suffering a bit as well as emotionally. Probably. Um, but, once, but once Duke realized Nathan's situation, you know, Duke was there for him, he was concerned, you know, hey, we got to get you to a doctor, you know, take it easy. But then Nathan's turning right around and saying back to Duke, are you okay? Because he was, you know, looking for Jennifer and suffering, not knowing what was, what where she was, if he was going to find her. But also what was going on with him. I think yeah. um, that is also a reason why Nathan kind of let him speak his mind also, right? Because yes, Duke was kind of letting it out, and I think he had to, and I think Nathan acknowledged or realized that. Right, he was being a true friend and letting him speak, not putting himself first. Which, if you compare it to, say, season three, would never have happened, which is <laughs> a testament to the evolution of these two characters. Right. Right, exactly. No, there was some beautiful romance, some touching scenes between Nathan and Duke and their love and concern for each other. It was very well done. I loved it. Now, the question remains, however, um, what does this mean for Duke? That's two troubles that have come out of him with Mm -hmm. unknowing consequences, with unknowing how does it happen, what happened kind of things. What's the next trouble? Is he done? Is he out? Is But he has all those things in him. So, you know, we're going to have to keep an eye on Duke and see what happens with this. Yeah, it's interesting. We've got a lot that could, to, uh, you know, develop his storyline and see what happens. With what what does the future bring for him? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and I love the touching scene, if we can uh, touch on his lungs. We're still on Duke before we get off of Yeah, yeah. Um, when Gloria came to the dock there by the water and said, Ugh. you know, I'll let, I'll let you bury her. And, you know, that little Gloria and Duke moment, that was really sweet. I love Jane Eastwood and the fact that she is here and having such a bigger role and is there for Duke, her <laughs> dealer, you know, at the same time, yeah. the, the evolution of that relationship. But also, if we're going to talk about Gloria, I have to say kudos to Matt and Gab for including the scene of Nathan confiding in Gloria. Yes. I loved it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so 
thank you for that. I, I love to see it. And it really goes to show that Gloria is going to be a part of this. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's on. She's in big time. She's in the know. She's a key player. Yep. Uh, absolutely. So uh, let us talk about the big reveal, the big moments that happened. Let's talk about Mara and okay. let's talk about Nathan and Mara and Audrey. Well, Mara is evil. She is wicked. She is ruthless. Pick oh a word. Oh, nothing, she is. Nothing will get in the way of what she wants. She's not just like physically evil and wicked. She torments people mentally. And she likes to manip- manipulate them. You know, um, in, but plays in, mind games. You know, in that first episode, though, you think, okay, you see a little bit of a humor. Maybe she's psychotic or something, you know, <laughs> whatever. And you're like, man, I love evil Mara. But then you see this episode. And what was it? Not even 10 minutes in, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. And that pencil move, my jaw dropped. Well, she just, like in episode 501, she just shot that guy. Well, that jaw drop was there too. Right. When you're in her way and she's done with you and she doesn't need you, boom, you're gone. She's, she's killed you. And that, that, that scene with Vicky at the end. Oh, when she slammed the door on her. Oh my God. I was like, (gasps) yeah. And I could not take a breath for like a few seconds. I was like, oh. You did that to Vicky. Ah. You yeah. know, and I just felt for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. Mara is ruthless. She is unrepentant. She has, So I have to kind of tweak my opinion. Like, I think she's psychotic, like William. Okay. okay. And I will say this. I got a question there, true love, if you want to say it, Mara and William. She's a little bit of a playa playa. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? So, yeah, exactly. You know, I can't see Audrey doing that for Nathan. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. um, put that out there right and we found and mara used the term gifts for the troubles and was there something in the comic book for season four along those lines i can't quite remember but it came out again in this in 502 we don't really know what the main goal is going on here she talks about perfecting your gifts you know when she was talking to nathan about his trouble um and she's very adamant about that yeah and it's kind of in the comic book we didn't really know what her goal was what her end goal was what what success here and we don't still don't know what she's going for well, the other, don't know. the other thing we learned is that that um, aether can disappear. Well, and also she turned that one ball into two. Yeah, there's that too. So apparently she well, doesn't need a lot. Are you talking about when it disappeared off her hand? When yes. She, before she was going to trouble Nathan before he hit her with the tree? Yeah, like that's okay. time sensitive. By, or, or, or did that have something to do because Nathan touched her and that's why it went away? Ooh. So the touch thing is getting to me and it's been brewing in my mind. You know, there's... Do tell. Do tell. The Mara and William touch thing. There's something more to this Audrey and Nathan touch thing. Um, Something about the entity that is Lucy, Mara, Sarah, Audrey, and touch. Um, And and that makes, and how, and, you know, Nathan's the one who can feel her now. Um, I I thought it went away because he touched her. Hmm. You know, that's that's a good good thought. Go ahead. No, no, please. She woke up when he kissed her. Okay. So, so uh, okay. So, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I want to go back to what you were saying, though, with the touch. That is a great theory, and I had not thought of it, and I'm glad you did. There's something about the touch. I'm not expressing myself too well, but there's something to it. Okay. Well, you're not wrong in the sense that, <laughs> in the sense that you know, something did happen when they touched. Hey, the, the thing. I have to rewatch that scene now. Um, okay. To see if, if that's what, you know, happened mm-hmm. in a way. But also that 
you know, kudos. Thanks again, Matt and Cab, for the Disney scene <laughs> of the show. You know, you joke you want about musicals and stuff, people. We yeah. may just get it because we got a Disney scene. Right. The right. prince kissing the princess. Uh, beautiful. Oh, it was touching because poor Nathan was going to make the sacrifice again, was going to give up Audrey. You know, this Nathan and Audrey thing that's been going on through season four, and we saw it a lot last night of, you know, sacrificing each other and losing each other. You know, Audrey going into the barn, and then Nathan was going to sacrifice himself and wanted Audrey to kill him. And then Audrey's like, I'm not going to kill you. And, um, you know, this thing about the, between the two of them and giving each other up and sacrificing each other and putting the other one first and putting themselves last. And, you know, here Nathan was again, going to lose her all over again by his own choice for the good of the town. And I don't know. They just, they slay me sometimes. Well, you know, okay. So let's talk about Nathan really quick. Nathan, he did, his primary focus was to get Mara out because she was hurting the town, hurting the people in it. You know, right, and he right. was going to go with Dwight. He was going to support the guard who, yeah. surprise, there. Um, and, you know, he changes his mind at that last scene. He was still well, going to do it. He said goodbye. You know, right. and, and then, and I just rewatched the scene that you were talking about. I wonder if it's not just touch, but also the love the two share. Oh, absolutely. Their love is key to everything. Their love... There's something about Nathan is the true love of this being that is Audrey. Through all these centuries, Nathan's her true love, and their love is what's going to solve it all. Okay, and so I'm going to... It's magical, I, and it's beautiful, <laughs> and I'm a sucker for every minute of it. I am going to preface this, what Amy said, as this is our theory about what is going on. This has not been confirmed by anyone from the show or anything like that. This is not being confirmed by anything we've seen. This is what we think is happening. This is what we think will happen, is that their love, love, touch, all of that is very important and it's going to have something right. to do with this. Right, and and my theory is also that it's the two of them. It's Nathan and Audrey together that are key. And the reason, and, and this is why we talked about the kiss, true love's kiss woke Audrey up. And... Before we go any further, I have to say, Emily Rose, once again, is the queen of all sorts of expressions. Oh, she is just, she's amazing. All hail the queen. Did you? Yeah. Queen Emily is a lot of folks call her on Twitter. Um, yes. I don't know if it was Elise who started that or Rachel, but somebody started it. And it's queen true. Emily, yeah. Queen Emily, because she went from Audrey to Mara. And not just Audrey tomorrow, but the struggle of Audrey to hold on to mm -hmm. tell Nathan, which right. also if it was a beautiful scene when she saw that it was Nathan she was looking at. You could see the relief a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to put that out real quick. But also, you know, the struggle she had to hold on and you could see it. So initially when people were talking about these things, they were saying, hey, Mara is pretending. I thought that too. But oh, I never thought that because I, I'm, like yeah. I said, I'm a sucker for the whole love. I know, I know. I bought I, it and I believed it. I know you did, but I'm also a skeptic and I was very, <laughs> you know, Mara is psychic and psychotic and she would do something like that. And so I was like, oh my God, this is Mara. She's trying to get out of the cuffs. And then uh -huh. I saw Emily Rose playing Audrey, who's uh -huh. struggling. And I was right. like, ain't no way Mara is faking that. Right. 
there's just no way. Mm-hmm. And then to see uh, Audrey disappear and Mara come forward. Right. There's, you, no. Audrey yeah. is still within Mara. Yeah, yeah. And then we find out in the next episode. There's a lot to look What's forward going to on? in the next episode. Now, I have a question. Yes. Um, I think, Amy, you had told me that the writers had said that Audrey's not going to have Mara's memories. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say that. For Did fact, I misunderstand I, something? It's not that I... My question was, I know that the writers, and this was during the writers' chat, and maybe somebody right. should ask Brian this, because I think it was him that addressed it. They made a decision that Mara would have all of Audrey's memories. Got it. There. I thought they said something like, Audrey may not have Mara's memories. Like, it wasn't reciprocal. Okay, that's so. I so I, I want to confirm I, this. I got. I, okay. You know what? I'm gonna tweet Brian and maybe ask I this. Maybe I shouldn't go down this path, and maybe I should just close this topic and move on. Um, Do you want to just hold on to it until? I'll hold on to this thought then until we. we I get will this. tweet after this to to Brian, and then based on that, we'll have it on the next discussion because. Yeah, next week's episode, and we're gonna wrap this up now. Next week's episode is gonna blow everyone's mind. Brian Milliken has said it. Chernald has said she's been excited for for watching and seeing it come to life. Right. And, you know, people are saying, people being the writers and actors, this one is going to be kind of big. Right. So I can't wait. I can't wait either. And uh, again, we couldn't touch on everything. I've got a lot more notes and thoughts here about this episode. But, but you know, I think all of us Haven fans, we could talk all day about it. So we could, we'll but we don't. We know we'll you guys got to do it. things. We got to <laughs> stop at some point. You know, yeah. um, next week's I'm sure we'll probably go double or something. You got it. Who knows? Right. Um, so till next time, guys. Uh, this is Amy and Amy. We will see see you later. This is Revisiting Haven.